Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae. Leland, you guys got to watch another Valley District team take another beating last week. Yeah. Stanton absolutely controlling Rockbridge. 38 to 21. How about the Storm and Mikey Bell? They're playing well. And we got to interview him after the game. And, you know, he said all the right coaches stuff, but you could just really feel like the happiness coming off of them. And you could really, watching the game, you could just see the connection with the players. And, and I, you know, I haven't been to that many Stanton games over the last three seasons. And I like Jake Phillips, so I'm not going to say anything bad about Jake Phillips and what I'm saying. And he's doing great at Bath County and I, so far, and I'm happy for him. It just seems like this is working better, I, I, you know, for some reason. And this is a coach that coached all these kids through the JV program. Um, so there's probably that kind of helps that. So I don't think it's right. really saying anything against the previous, but it's saying it's working now. And so I really like to see that. I, you know, I want all our, our teams up until they start playing in the district to be undefeated. So then we have some awesome district, but you know, we, we don't actually get that. Oh, we're having some good teams this year. Um, you know, I, I love that Stanton's playing well. And last year they were sitting at this spot coming to this game two and oh, and then, then got rocked by Rockbridge. and they, you know, they didn't rock them. They, there was, there was times in that game. There was a, it was a one score game in the second half at one point, but it did feel like Stanton controlled the game. It never felt like, well, here comes Rockbridge because their only offensive score in the second half was a blocked kick, which was great. Great play. Great high school play. It was a great high school game really is, is what I come away saying. And, um, it was fun. And, uh, but you know, Stanton right after that block kick came right down the field and Stanton, as well as their number one running back, Braylon fields, it seems like they're a little all or nothing. It's like, if we don't score in the next five plays, <laughs> we're not going to score. Right. And if we, and, and, and Braylon fields, and, and I like him, I really like him as a running back 13 carries, 124 yards, two touchdowns, two big carries for touchdowns. He's either like, I'm getting a first down, or into the end zone on this play or, sure. or nothing like right. it's, it's like if he gets past the line of scrimmage or, you know, past two yards down the field, he's gone. And so he's a fun back to watch. Uh, but all of this is working because there's Darby just four for eight, 63 yards, three touchdown passes. I was to say to that's, that was the thing that leaped out to me was the four for eight with three touchdowns. I was like, okay, that's efficient. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was very, it was great, and it, and it looked good while he was doing it. And, sure. and then he ran, he ran well. He picked his moments running in this game, um, which I think he's done in the past too. And most of the time, it's the moment to get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, he just he makes it all work. And we were talking after the game. I'm I'm highlighting these different players, but when it got to my final thought, I talked about Darby because he's the thing that just made it on the field all work together. And you know him working with his coaches, the game plan, and everything is really going nicely at Stanton right now. And, you know, they got tough games ahead of them. Uh, you know, this week against Waynesboro, I, I don't know if I would say it's a tough one, but it's that rivalry game where records don't matter. And we've seen that so many times between these two rivals. Um, but then after that, you know, there's there's more t- tough games coming. And and there's probably some, some trials yet to happen for the Stanton Storm. Uh, but it's great what they're doing so far, and they're making the most of what they have so far. And I love the way they're winning football games. So I was happy to see them in person, and uh, I'm excited about what more they can do this season. They're they're increasing their win total this season. They're already matched their win total from last year. They're going to increase on that. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I think Stanton is looking great, and you know I know you 
don't want to poo-poo people who may have been there before. And so you said, not saying it wasn't working, but whatever is being done is working now. I think, well, yeah, let me say this. Whatever Coach Phillips was trying before did not work at Stanton. It did not work. Doesn't mean it can't work somewhere else. I was going to say, it doesn't mean it can't work somewhere else, but it wasn't working here. And what the buttons Mikey Bell are pushing are working. Because and he has a long history with these kids. It's yes, he showed up today, and all of a sudden yep. it's working. He, he's building off something. I it, think this was a great decision to bring the door. Yeah, it was a great decision to bring Mikey Bell in. He is right. crushing it right now. I hope he keeps on yep. crushing it. He's doing great things there for the Storm. And let's go on and because you mentioned like who they're playing team. next week. It, so it looked like the playoff team. That's what the last point I want to say on that game. Like, well, hold on, hold playing. on. We're gonna get to that. Um, okay. because we're starting to get to that point of the season. Where it's almost the halfway point. We're talking about who's realistic and who's not. We're, we're sticking the same way then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's move on to the team they're playing next week. And I think at the beginning of the year we said we would have said I don't think this is going to be a good game. But it would have been the other way around. We would have said I think Waynesburg's going to pound Stanton. Now I know I was saying that. I know Stanton. I, I'm not saying anyone pounds anybody, but if someone's getting a pounding, it's going to be Waynesboro getting the pounding. This team, I, I am selling all my Waynesboro stock. I said I was selling Waynesboro stock last week. I, I am selling it all. I, I'm going to crash the Waynesboro market if, if I'm a stockholder in the Waynesboro Little Giants. I, this team is just, not only are they losing, they're just, they're not being in a lot of games. I know this was only a two-score game, and that's by far the best they've done this year, I think. But felt more than that all night. I was going to say, Wilson, when you look at the numbers, Wilson... Ryan Mundy has 183 yards, two touchdowns. Braden Tyree has 145 yards and three touchdowns. Like, guess what? You're playing teams that are going to run the ball against you. This is a huge, huge concern. It's to the point now where even when they're playing the Valley District, who I don't really like that much, as people who listen to this podcast know, I don't know if I'm picking Waynesboro. Like, I just, I, I haven't seen them stop anyone all season. Yeah. I... Against the Rockbridge team, I might um, still have confidence with the rest of them. I, I have big question marks because I haven't seen them. Um, I I don't know. I just don't know. Other than it's not good up front. That's the only thing I have. I mean, they got production out of uh, Jones, the quarterback. He had two early touchdowns, and he did good things for him. He had some yardage, but it, it just doesn't – it's not producing. And I'm, that's why I'm a little even additionally worried about this team is that – even with some positive things happen in the games, they don't seem to build off that. Yep. So with everything kind of going wrong on the win-loss record and their district play, when they get to this Valley District, what's these guys' mental states going to be when they when they are playing these teams that are, are probably hungry for playoff spots? And Waynesboro's like, yeah, we played ourselves out of that at this point. So I, I, I think that's going to be an extra little twinge on that. But as much as we're saying, you know, what's wrong with Waynesboro – What's right with Wilson? I mean, yeah, this team has turned it around the ball better than I thought they could this year. They had great running backs on that field last year and they have, you know, I'm not going to just sit here and and discredit those guys from last year that they've been replaced, but they have fulfilled those roles very well. And they've, you know, you know, filled in that, that production value better than it was last year at this point. Cause you know, last year, this is where things got kind of creaky for Waynesboro or for Wilson and you know we're hoping that doesn't happen again but you know they they're they're doing a great job and I really got to commend them for 
what they're doing because it looks like it's going to keep going up. Their defense is absolutely pounding people. I think going into this game, they were only giving up four and a half points a game, and, and now it's a little bit more. It's still under 10. Um, and then um, they're just controlling ball games. And, and I really like to see the growth of Progorski as he is seeing, uh, he's not putting up like some kind of magnificent numbers. He's not going to be the all district number one quarterback. He's, it's not where he's going to be. He's going to win games for his team though, because he's not turning the ball over at the rate that he did last year. He's every week. I read an article about a timely pass that got him 60 yards. You know, like he's just making the right plays at the right times and not turning over. I, for a high school quarterback, you really can't ask for that much more. Like if you get more great and you're, you're probably going to win a lot because of it. But if you can get, doesn't turn the ball over and hits the passes he needs to when they need to be hit and, and, you know, keeps drives alive. That, that's all you can ask for from these young guys. So I love it. I want to see him even progress even more, but I, you know, I think Wilson's one of those bright spot stories and that's the team I earmarked on this podcast as the team. I was most worried about maybe dropping off the wind mark from yeah. the year before. And I was, I was giving credit to Stanton. Uh, I wasn't giving credit to Port. We'll talk about more of that in a second. But Wilson was the one I was actually negative on. I was wrong, and I think it's been proven at this point. Now, still hard games ahead of them, but they're looking right at that same area, if not better. So let's touch on that, right? Uh, let's yeah. Well, let's talk about the two district teams first, Stanton and Waynesboro. They play each other. This, this is a game where I just think Stanton is going to really have a lot of fun. I know Waynesboro won that game 51-13 last year. I know that's a lot of points to make up. But man, if if Waynesboro doesn't look like a team that is forty points worse, I don't know who does. Like they huh. they just do not look like the same team we saw last year. And Stanton uh, adversely also does not look like the same team we lost we saw last year. Yeah, but for Stanton, that's a good thing. They look they look so much better. I think Mikey Bell's going to be four and O Leland. I didn't think we'd be saying that. And yeah. I think his team's going to be four and O. And and then hey, you start looking at the week. Wilsons. And the forts, and and then you're like, okay, like, hey, we can be that third best team in the district, and that's good enough to get you in the playoffs. That's good enough to get you probably a mid seed in three C, if not oh, yeah. maybe an upper portion, depending on what happens the rest of the way with Western Albemarle. Yeah, if one of these three C teams are the third best team in this district, you're going to be a four or five area seed. You know, some somewhere right in that range. That's that, worst that'd case scenario. Yeah, and um, so I. I I really like seeing it. You know, I will come back to the point that the Waynesboro Stanton games have provided crazy results in the past. I mean, there's been so many times where it's just like, wait, what happened there? So uh, the way the, the way I leave that door open is that I could see this game being a shootout, and I think Stanton's defense did play better this week, and and they're not better. Um, the team defense, I get to see it, and I felt better about it. Uh, they still gave up some stuff early, but. They kind of came together in the second half. I really like what they did. But I could see this kind of being one of those shootout situations and just big play after big play after big play, kind of a pinball game. You get into those games and weird things happen. So that's the, that's the door open for Waynesboro that I'll leave. I don't think that's what will happen. I think Stanton wins this game. I think Stanton wins this game because they make less mistakes. Um, I saw them really come together in the last game where they, they stopped what Rockbridge was doing with halftime adjustments. I've seen Waynesboro kind of play worse in most second halves. So I, I, that's why I just, I think Stanton wins this one by a couple scores. Maybe it's rising a couple scores and it, it keeps going up there, but I think Stanton wins this thing. I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident about it. And hopefully that's not a death wish for them. I, <laughs> but I, I, I really like what Stanton's doing. Really excited. Yeah. I'm honestly like 
The Shenandoah District rankings have started to get difficult because when I look at Fort, Wilson, Stanton, Gap, I don't know who to put in that three spot. We're going to see and, a lot of fun games coming up. Yeah, we will. Uh, but let's talk about Wilson now. They, their next game is against Spotswood. I think this is going to be a pretty good game. And that's I know that's where uh, I think we're headed to uh, this Friday is Wilson yeah. and Spotswood because this is going to be a, R2 on live radio, you know? Yep. We're, yeah. After uh, a one week hiatus, I'll be back to argue with you during the halftime show about what we're watching. Um, but yeah, I think I think, you know, Spotswood is the best team in the Valley District, in my opinion. And I think yep. if a Valley District team is going to beat a Shenandoah District team, it's going to be here. I think I think both teams are capable. Although of I guess TA already beat Ford, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's fine. We'll ignore that. It didn't happen. It Fort didn't happen. That. Yeah. Wait, that's been erased from our memory. It's a mulligan for it. For just started the season a week late. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wilson, either team is possible is capable of winning this game. I have full faith in that. And, and I don't walk into this game thinking, Oh yeah, Wilson's just definitely got this. I think it's gonna be a tough football game. And I think that plays well to Wilson as you know, they're going to step up to that. This isn't going to be Spotswood coming outpowering them playing Spotswood football and, and winning a tough game. I think it's going to be hard fought from both sides. Both teams are going to take their licks. And, and I think it's going to be good. I, the turnovers in this game. I mean, that's my number one thing. When we talk about this game on Friday, it's going to be the turnovers, you know, up front's important in every football game. Turnovers are important in every football game, but I think in this one, the turnovers and that, you know, momentum gain, that's, that's what's going to be the big one in this one. I think you're right. I think this is going to be a crazy game uh, that is going to go down to the wire. And I, Turnover margin is going to be important. And then I think for Wilson, it's going to be, can you get that solid run game to continue? Yeah. Because this defense is pretty good. Yeah, they've only given up like 12 and a half points a game. Right. And a lot of that's because of what they gave up to Hanley, 28 nothing. Um, everybody else, they've really kept minimal. So, I, I, yeah, I'm excited about this one. I, I think this is a fun, you know, Valley District versus Shenandoah District. And, you know, you take one of your best, we'll take one of our best, and let's go. I, I like it. I like the matchup. Well, and then let's let's talk about the other team in this trio of surprises. Fort, they beat Broadway 19-7. to That was not a surprise at this point. Um, no, it's predicted. Yeah, yeah, and Miller, you know, four I for mean, six, honesty, 94 yards, honesty, had... a touchdown, and then on the ground, 73 yards on seven carries and a touchdown. You Mi- said Fort would win this game by 14. I was and, pretty close. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I was, I think, two scores is what I said on the radio. So, I mean, we were right there. I mean, th- this was predicted. And that that's what's fun about Fort Defiance is that it went from worry to expectations. And and I, I love that for them. Uh, that The Miller kid just keeps on tearing it up. I mean, they had a slow first half. And then the, he, it just seemed like he put the team on his back. And, you know, part you know, he was the, the major reason they had 264 yards in that second half with three scores and just won that thing going away. And, and their defense got better when their offense got better. So I, I love what coach Rolf said last week where they have all these young guys and now they've been through the bumps and bruises. They've learned the basics. Now we can get into a game and make adjustments. And you, you saw that in this game, when you saw the scores coming in, when they're down seven, nothing, you could see the second half adjustment, you know, leading into second half and then second half adjustments just completely run this team and I, I love it uh, the, my worry from this game is they did give up a good amount of rushing uh, 151 yards to Broadway's number one guy you know everybody in the Shenandoah district has hey that guy can run for you know 150 yards okay but 
to allow that too often. They 150 yards and years. you only gave up one touchdown. I'll take that. I don't care how many yeah, yards it gets. If they only get in the end zone. That line, you don't, you're, you're going to want to watch that in some of these other games that maybe are, I think Fort's better than Broadway. I'm not sure if Fort's better than Wilson. So I just want to watch that sure. kind of dynamic in, in other games where, you know, you got to slow down their leading rusher a little bit better than that. But they won the game going away. So I, I'm not really going to call too much fault into that. And, and this is what you get. Hey, when you start having expectations, you start getting criticisms. And, and we're to that point for it. And that's good. That's a good thing for this team that, that we're looking at, you know, what they aren't doing right instead of just being happy about whatever they're good they're doing. Well, and they're going to play Rockbridge, a team they needed kind of a Hail Mary to be last year. And, yeah, it ain't going to be a Hail Mary this year. They're going to pound Rockbridge. Rockbridge is poop, and Fort Defiance is going to put it on them. I just hope Coach Rolf runs up the score like I watched Rockbridge do a few times. Um, I hope they're able to do that. I got Fort winning this one by three scores. Rockbridge is garbage. He's not going to run up the score. I'll spoiler alert you on that Well, he should. He might score. He might score what's reasonable, but he's not going to – figuratively run up the score. I, I think four to win by three scores. I'll give an exact yeah. number on Friday. Yeah. I think they're comfortably ahead at halftime and go on from there. And I like, I like your number. Buffalo gap. They're going to go to bath County. If Buffalo gap loses this one, I will officially say Buffalo gap is Jekyll and Hyde this year. Like they are the <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde team of the Shenandoah district this year. I don't think they're going to lose to bath County. But I already kind of have that kind of feeling with Buffalo Gap anyway because they get just destroyed by LeRae. (laughs) And then they come out and they beat a pretty good East Rock team, I thought, um, and kind of controlled them. So now I'm like, all right, maybe Buffalo Gap is good. Maybe East Rock isn't. I don't know. Um, I... This week, I'm not going to learn anything either unless it goes terribly wrong for Buffalo Gap. But... (laughs) The funny thing in the radio... And this is probably my prediction that I'm most proud of from Friday... We all picked East Rock in the booth, and, and the, the point total varied on how much we thought that would be. By We all picked East Rock just because what we had saw Buffalo Gap do uh, a couple weeks ago against Lorette. And I said, the key to this game is Dylan Alpin. And sure enough, in the second half, he was absolutely huge and carried this team. And the other thing I said was, East Rock's good on, on, on offense, throwing or passing. But they turn the ball over. Buffalo Gap has got to be in the right spots to take advantage of those turnovers. Sure enough, they took the ball five times. Like, I completely nailed the prediction of this game without picking the, the right winner. They, the, the formula for success for Gap was there, and they did it. And I, I think it shows a lot of character out of, that coach and coach, or out of that coaching staff and that team that they've been told how bad they were for the last two weeks and how surprisingly bad they were. And they were able to come back from that and and play well i mean i talked to people close to the program who were yeah i i think maybe we're worse than we thought we were and that and those kind of comments and you kind of start hearing all the reasons why they aren't good this year that no one was talking about in august and sure. I, I had those conversations this week kind of pushed all those conversations back so they're somewhere in the middle they're not as bad as losing to Lorray by 30 and I, I think that kind of shows with this game, but they probably still are worse than Lorraine. And maybe Lorraine's just better than I give them credit for and allow other to, others to in my presence. But I like this win. I think East Rock is a playoff team in 2B. So to beat a team like that and kind of in a controlling way the way they did is a good sign for them. In all honesty, Buffalo Gap plays in Region 1B. Winning this game, all it told me was, okay, yeah, they, they should be back in the Region 1B championship. And 
you know, they're going to have to watch themselves. They don't want to lose another game you wouldn't expect. They have some losses ahead of them that we do expect. You don't want to lose outside Riverheads. of that, uh, because you don't really want to go on the road in 1B and because and, that – you travel such a long way. I'm not worried about that win. with them. I still I, think they can win at Sussex Central. I still think they can win at Central Lunenburg or wherever they got to go. You just don't want to do that. So, you know, that's that's what you got. And from a Jekyll and Hyde team, you don't you don't want to see how many transformations between Jekyll and Hyde you get on one bus ride that's three true. hours away. So. That's true. Um, but Jake Phillips coaching back against uh, Buffalo Gap, I, I I just want to mention that. I, you know, I really I think like going to go about as well like, as it did at his previous yeah. stop. It's not going to go well for him, but I'm happy uh, that he has them with two wins already. I don't think they've had two more than two wins in a season in like eight years. And so they're going to have that this year. It's just not going to happen this week. So. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen either. But yeah, I'm also not terribly worried county. about Buffalo Gap. <laughs> I'm also not terribly worried about Buffalo Gap in a, in a 1B playoff. But um, Let's talk about Stewart's draft. I, Look, I I see your notes here. This is the most surprising score of the night. Yeah, fourteen to three does not give me great confidence, even if their the defense stats, is though, suffocating them. They were getting like inside. They were getting like to the forty or thirty like every drive. Okay, then score. Empty. Like, what's they need to have that second option? I think we talked about it. They they won fourteen to three. They controlled the game, but they need to have that second option. Or that outside option, not the second option. They have, um, and I didn't write their names down, and uh, there's the newer kids, Troy Thompson and Smith running the football yeah. between the tackles and, 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 you know, just off tackle. They still need that threat of that jet sweep stuff that they've had in the past for the well, offense that they're currently running to work well. Well, and I've got news for you. That was the one thing Waynesboro – that was the one thing Waynesboro could stop when they played them. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there and why that's not working, but yeah. it's not. It seems like they need it with their play calling and how they're mixing. Or I don't know. Maybe let this. It's not working. Maybe let this kid that has a pretty good arm throw the ball. I don't know. I agree. That's actually exactly what I was going to come back to because we think alike in a lot of these high school games is the other way to do this, the other way to spread the field is use your quarterback that you put so much time into and have, have told us how much he's grown. Use him in that yeah, way. Prove and, it. I, and that's what I'm eager to see. And I want to <laughs> I see some passing stats from the quarterback at Stewart's draft this week now. No, they're not going to need it this week against James River. I want to see it worked out. Yeah, apparently they're apparently apparently they are not going to do that. Apparently, he's just so good and such a secret weapon that they're afraid to reveal him to the world. I don't know. I, to me, that's odd. That's odd. I think he is good. I do. I think, think he's good too. Because when I, I see him throw, I I'm pretty impressed. So yeah. I I just I wish they would let him throw. I I wish they would let him throw. And um. I think that would open up the offense a little bit and not have nine guys in the box and be able to stop your sweep or your runs up the middle. I said, I want them to work out some of this stuff before they play teams like Wilson. I'll tell you why I want them to do it this week. They have a big game against Lorray a week from now. Yep. One week from this, this Friday, they play Lorray who has proven themselves to be pretty good. And this is a team Stewart's draft handled in the playoffs last year. That's a huge measuring stick game for the region to be playoffs happening midway through the season. I that's, that's probably the game of the week next week happening at LeRae. 
I mean, that's that's a monster looming. I I don't see Buffalo. I don't see Stewart's Draft looking ahead at that game at all. But I kind of am. Yeah, I I am too. Just because I think, gosh, that's it's man. We just watched what they did to Gap, and again, I'm I'm not sure what that means because I'm not I'm not sure what Gap means yet. Um, but like you said, that's a big two B game. That's that's a preview of a potential playoff matchup. Winner of that game maybe gets home field in that second round. Like, yeah, I, a top three team in the region. Yeah, in the region. I, I would be worried because Central's going to be good. Clark looks good. I, I don't. Yeah, if I'm Stewart's draft, I don't know if I want to be putting myself behind Loray because then you're definitely probably behind Central too. And yeah, you don't want to travel to Central again. That didn't go well last time. Yep. Amen, brother. Like, you didn't go up there to play football and a baseball. You don't know what you're doing up there. Yeah, that's that. Is, I will say that is rough facilities. In I played on that field. I it's it. poop. Um, it was really, really tough for me from like standing on the sidelines and like every once in a while running out. The, you know, it was tough. It's really tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Riverheads will be back in action this week. They're going to go to Taswell. Uh, I think the Gladiators. No, they're they're coming. They're coming. Oh, yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, so, well, ta- that's. I'm not going to Taswell. <laughs> good news for Riverheads. They get to be at home. I Bad news for Taswell. I think they're driving a long way to have some frustration taken out on them. Um, hey, man. The last time these two teams played, Taswell State set, you know, one of the greatest VHSL records of all time from what I was told on the Southwest Virginia boards. That's fine. Um, I mean, those message boards thought it was the greatest thing that 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 coach's son. He caught 20 passes last year. That was just a magnificent record. And in all honesty, great for the kid to set a record. I, I'm really not against the kid. It's the people talking about it. They get on my nerves about it. Like, let's not make this bigger than it is. Let's not fill this kid's head with more than it is. He was a running back. <laughs> it sounds like year. you he, hate it. It sounds like he you was have a running for eight yards a carry, which is a pretty good clip. They just couldn't stay patient enough to continue scoring with that. And also their defense, you know, fill in the blank of one of Joe's ridiculous comments about being unable to stop things, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, just, I just like 503 yards rushing for Riverheads last year in this game, like stop somebody. And then also like, don't beat your chest about a record when you got beat 56 to 19 and your record is the equivalent to like carrying the football. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just a, it, like, if he had 500 yards with 20 receptions, man, that would be a crazy good game. And I'd be worried as heck about it. And they wouldn't have lost 56 to 19, but in reality, that's what happened. So if they want to approach the game that way, again, let Riverheads do whatever they want to offensively, but we're going to pass the ball on you. Good luck to you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen whether they want it to or not. So like I said, Riverheads is going to have some frustrations. I'm sure they've been told for two weeks now this is, well, one week, and then they'll be told this week, like, that Lord Botetot game is why you can't take anybody lightly. We've got to go out there. We've got to dominate everyone the rest of the way and prove that we're still the same Riverheads and that we belong here, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to – I just don't think Taswell's going to have a very good game. A lot of those phrases of we have to prove to everybody aren't really things that are said in that locker room. Like it's that's applying that the outside noise means more to them than it does. I mean, they 
this is why you can be beat. This is a reminder you can be beat. So we we can't be, you know, we we got to we want to achieve our goals. Losing's not part of that. That's kind of the more of the message that's going to be taken away from this is you know taking care of your own business and stuff like that. I guess. I don't know. I just think high school kids do care about the outside noise. So. Yeah, but you're saying like everybody's telling them no one like the words you were saying. I maybe not them, the coaches, I, but I do think people outside of maybe the coaches are telling them. I think these kids hear stuff that aren't said by their coaches. I'd say yeah. I I think a lot of the people in the community had real good attitudes about this loss, and I don't I didn't hear a lot of in, like inside the community overreaction from. I them. don't I'm think it's from the Riverheads community. I think it might be from some other communities. Well, what are they? They ain't handing out the ball anymore. That, place that we're celebrating. Right? That we're celebrating the loss, saying this is what happens when Riverheads play somebody that's bigger than them. Not you class one. Those kids haven't had negative talk. No matter, every even when they're winning, they're getting the same negative talk. No matter, they're all right. I'm, they're all right. I think mentally, I'm not worried about this team. I don't. I don't I, think Leland, so. you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm not saying that this is going to just crush the souls of the Riverheads football players. I'm saying they're hearing yeah. that and being pissed off, and they're going to go destroy someone. I don't think this is Riverheads mentally weak. They can't handle that conversation. I think this is Riverheads going to have a reason to blow people out now. That's that's a team that didn't need to have a reason to be to go out and kill someone, and now they've got that reason. Yep. I'll be on the call on NFHS if anybody wants to listen. Wow, two <laughs> games this week. Yeah, I like the two games in a week. Mm, oh. Why don't you do it every week and get back to me? <laughs> I don't want to drop to Richmond for any of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, volleyball. Uh, this was a good week for Fort Defiance again, as they, for the second time this season, beat Rockbridge County three sets to one. So Fort Defiance kind of sitting in a great spot in region uh, 3C there. And we're not used to seeing them in this spot. You know, usually – Usually Brockbridge has been that bump they can't get over. And then last year they finally did get over them in the playoffs and they took that run to a state appearance. Now they're kind of sitting in the driver's seat in the regular season. So, you know, then, then comes the pressures of holding on in the playoffs and not slipping up there. Uh, but they're looking great as good as ever uh, with a new coach and uh, Amber Pitzenberger, you know, she comes in off the staff. So, you know, she knew what was going on there. She's keeping that train running. So a really dominant program there at Fort Defiance, but you know, they're a part of a big game this week as Wilson, who's also doing really good so far, five and three overall, two and zero oh in the district. They face off Fort Defiance and Wilson at Fort Defiance this week on Thursday night, and that's that's a pretty big district game right there. That's one of those big district games I had circled when we did the high school preview, as mm-hmm. you know, a top team trying to knock off Fort. So I'm I'm gonna be real interested Thursday night in that matchup. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that's gonna be an interesting matchup, but. I would be surprised if if Fort doesn't win. Yeah, I would. I would too. And and you know, we said the same thing in in softball. We said it all last year in volleyball. We we have these particularly uh, female sports at Fort Defiance that are just so dominant. And uh, I'm, I love that they've been able to keep it at, at a top level here at Fort Defiance. Um, I'm not. I'm not even really say they rose up because they were right on the edge of this even even uh, previously. It's mm-hmm. just it's nice that they're kind of in that driver's seat. I think that mental hurdle of, you know, getting past Rockbridge last year seems to have loosened them up enough to, to move past. Cause I mean, they were loaded last year and, and loaded previous years. I, I think, you know, when, um, 
Uh, Megan Good was there. It's like they could never get out of out of the region and get past Rockbridge is one of the problems that, you know, has not many better athletes that have ever come to that school than her. And if you're getting kind of looking past that now, that's spectacular. And I'll tell you what, region or class two uh, volleyball better be shaking in their boots for next year. Yep, I agree. High school golf, we had a district tournament. Yeah, Wilson, we did. Wilson wins. Um, not terrible terribly a big surprise there uh yeah they won it last year so yep. they're, they're back out pretty comfortable margin of victory too stanton ended up being second which is good yeah and they were so in the top three last year i think stanton and fort maybe were switched last there last year there fort finishing in third right this year uh but because of that that means wilson and stanton go on to the regions uh fort will Fort's not out. fort is out Odd man out with that uh, waynesboro season. out yep Riverheads finished fourth, but they get to go to 1B. Uh, and uh, Buffalo Gap will also go to 1B, and then draft goes to 2B. Yeah, and so the top four was Wilson, Stanton, Fort, Riverheads. I'm not exactly sure about the bottom of the lineup there. We'll get that for the official Yak Cup standings coming up. But uh, it was a big improvement. I think I alluded to this when we talked a little bit about golf a few weeks ago, that Riverheads should be much improved this year. They finished dead last in this district last year. And so they came up to fourth. So I'm actually interested to see how that translates into 1B. Last year, we saw Buffalo Gap come from a lower spot in the district and then take off and, and make a state appearance. So I'm interested to see if Riverheads can do something like that. So a great improvement there with Coach Weller there. Um, so you, you like to see those teams kind of improve, and, and we saw that there with them. But I think that's a solid, solid top four uh, teams. I think it's disappointing Fort Defiance doesn't get to take advantage of team golf. I do think they have an individual uh, I think is I think was it Isaac Marshall or John Elam. Uh, I, I want one of the two. I believe get, does get to individually participate um, at the region tournament. But yeah, as a team, they can't. So um, I think we have solid golf in this area. That's what I've kind of picked up. Kind of reading some press clippings from other places. I think we have a solid little group, especially up there at the top. I think our like our three C representatives do a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I think so too. And um, you know, I think. Look, we'll see, right? Like Wilson, I think is going to have a good tournament. I, you know, you you do wonder is Stanton going to do well enough to advance? That's a big gap between them and Wilson. Um, and you got to imagine someone else in three C is probably going to fill that gap. But I do think Wilson has a great chance to advance out of the region tournament as well. And they have a lot of young talent on that team. Mm-hmm. Their their best golfer throughout the season, he won like the District Player of the Year award was uh, Chase Snyder, and he he didn't have sure. a great day today in the tournament, but he's still. Uh, I think he still finished second. And, um, you know, that's kind of a interesting player to watch moving forward individually and how he leads the team. And he's only a sophomore. So that's, that's exciting stuff for Wilson there. Well, Leland, what did you make of the cross country results uh, that happened earlier? I, I, you know, predictable. I think uh, Fort Defiance girls winning same as last year, Waynesboro boys winning same as last year. And Waynesboro is led by that same boy, Adam Groves and, and Fort girls are led by the, you know, similar names in Abby, Nate, uh, Abby Lane and Trinity Neff. So uh, we kind of saw a lot of those results coming. I'm, I'm really anxious to see if both those teams can, you know, get the teams into state play after this region meet that's coming up. I think they they run here in uh, like two. No, 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 that, 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 excuse me, excuse me. I'm getting my golf and my cross country a little mixed up. 
the golf tournament is coming real quick, the regions. This was an invitational midseason Augusta sure. County Invitational at Wilson. So they do have the district tournament, and it's still like a month out. So I think this kind of shows us a lot of what we were expecting with, with those names I mentioned. Also, Parker Blosser at Ford on the boys' side. Uh, some of those Wilson runners on the boys' side, Max Vest and Joseph Childress. I think we're seeing a lot of the names we were expecting to see near the top uh, for our area for the cross country. But, you know, I still think it's it's for Fort girls to lose and for the Waynesboro boys to lose. Yes, I I tend to agree with you. I think those are going to be the better teams uh, when we get to, gosh, that's the week of Halloween. That'll be a good. Yeah. Cross country moves on into the fall. But golf's getting done, but uh, cross country keeps going. Well, you kind of have to get golf in. It's not really a sport you want to be you playing do. when it's cold. They start early, man. They start in August. I wouldn't. I was barely breaking down football then. You know, you wouldn't even let me talk about football, and golf was already running. Yeah, I wanted you to talk about golf. Um, NC to play football. Uh, I don't know if any of these guys in the Shenandoah just go to the live tour or anything, but I, you know, I was a little confused. I just think that. With Virginia Tech, ah. I'm glad we won. Yeah. I don't think we're going to win on Thursday. This game was a lot of, you know, we are who they thought they were. <laughs> I think that's, you know, I think a lot of Optimist fans, you know, were hoping for, you know, the old 40, 50-point blowout that we're used to doing to teams like this that roll into Lane Stadium. And, and that's just not the program we are right now. I, no. I think we're going to get back to that point. I, I think we're going to turn in that direction. I, I think there's a lot of stuff that can point in that direction. But we're just not – we're not there yet. I, I liked improvement at the quarterback position we've seen the last two weeks. I liked um, uh, seeing a different spark at running back that we haven't seen so far with King. Um our defense continued to play very well. And yeah, they gave up a touchdown to a team that hadn't scored all year, but it, it wasn't some kind of ridiculous thing. And they were getting pretty minimal gains outside of, out of that drive. So it's just our offensive line is absolutely our weakest link of this football team. And uh, that showed itself so many times when we're just not running the ball for three yards, you know, we're, we're trying to get two. And, uh, yeah, we might spark one here and there, and that's what I was talking about seeing one of the running backs. But there's just not holes being created for these guys. So that's tough, especially going into a Big 12 opponent like West Virginia. I think that's – if we can't move the ball offensively, we're going to be asking a lot from our defense. On this West Virginia team that we've seen have big receivers that can go catch the ball and a quarterback that will get it to them. And um, it's going to be tough for our defense to keep up with that all night. So we're not going to Boston College, these guys. So – Without offensive output, it's it's hard to imagine a win on Thursday. But, you know, by Thursday, I'll be sure of it and go into that game hoping mm. for it, just like I was hoping for a 50-point win this week. I'm one of those fans. I'm one of those guys yeah. that is optimistic and thinks we're better than we are, and then I get reminded every game. And it's it's disappointing, but it's accurate. I'm not looking forward to this. I, I'm terrified of it. I don't like it. I don't like the idea of losing to West Virginia. I just, no. I love the opportunity to be wrong about this. I want her off. Yeah, if we win, I will be so excited to be wrong. I just, I, uh, I'm sick thinking about it. Um, UVA pulls it out over Old Dominion. <sighs> so they got the win. Um, I, I got to watch parts of that game uh, in between 
I watched the fourth VCU quarter. games. But I will say, like, that wasn't a game. Now, did they beat ODU? Yes. Did Virginia Tech? No. So they'll be able to say that. But that was not a game where if I was a UVA fan, I would have been like, yeah, I feel really good about where we are. Yeah. Not a, not a lot of separation uh, between either of our teams and ODU, and that's not where either one of these programs No, be. no. Pretty accurate of the ACC, though. Um, yeah, but we're not good ACC team either. That's fair. They're, they're going to play Syracuse, who actually managed to pull one out somehow against Purdue last week, um, only because Purdue really did want to win. And... Now they're going to play Syracuse. That's a Friday night game, so that'll be interesting. Get the I, Hokies and the Hoos knocked out before the weekend. That'll be good. Honestly, I, I could see that game going either way. I, I The interesting thing, I think a lot of the offensive staff from uh, UVA uh, went up to Syracuse. I think Syracuse overhauled their offensive calling in the offseason, and I, apparently multiple guys from UVA have made their way up there. And uh, so I'm interested how many linemen pass it, you know, how many passes to traditional linemen happen during this game. Like, I think they should, like, since, since they called him for UVA when they were there, they should have to do them against them later. And let's see if UVA can take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about JMU. They got the biggest game, the hey, first big game of big the game, FBS finally. area. Yeah. This is yeah. honestly, to me, this is the first game of the FBS era. I, I thought they'd beat middle Tennessee state. I didn't think they'd do it like they did. So, you know, Hats off. Norfolk State didn't mean anything to me. Um, Doesn't mean nothing. And then they didn't play last week. Now they've got Appalachian State. They're playing an Appalachian State team that needed a Hail Mary to beat Troy, um, which surprised me. Um, But they beat Texas A&M. So overall. Yeah. It's it's an interesting game. If JMU wins this game. (laughs) Yeah. If JMU wins this game. Talk your stuff. Talk your talk because you'll have earned it. Like, this is a big, big game against Appalachia State. I, oh, man, it's 3.30. I'll be watching it. Yeah, I'll be watching it. That's right. I was going to ask you. (laughs) We'll talk off air. I was going to see what you were doing this weekend because I'm very interested in that game, and there's some other games that I'm very interested in as well. Um, But this, yeah, this is the game. This is the game that, honestly, it's the it's the game I've looked forward to on the schedule the most because I think this is going to be JMU's premier rival in the Sun Belt, and it starts this year with Appalachian State. Yeah, I think we'd be hype about this game whether Appy State have done what they've done so far this season or not. If they, you know, lose a normal game to North Carolina, probably lose to Texas A and M, beat Troy or something, I still think we'd be hyped about this game. But the way Appy State season has gone, the amount of tension they've gotten. Uh, rightfully so. Well, I, let's be honest. It makes it even more fun. Let's be honest. They're a two-point conversion away from being for a playoff being contender. For being that G5 team that wants to crack into the playoff. Yeah. Because they beat number Texas, they beat Texas A&M, who was number six in the country. That absolutely, and they would have beaten North Carolina, that absolutely would have put them on the map. They're, they, I feel like they've been put on the map these last this last week anyway. And with game day going there, I think it's. The I think it should on. be the way this season has unfolded so far. I think it's fair for them to be ranked. I do think it's kind of offensive that they're I'm not. But surprised they're not somewhere in the 20 ish area. I'm. I. 
Go ahead. I, I still am interested to see because these Sun Belt teams do have a little bit of a tendency to beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. I'm still interested to see Appy State playing Marshall, who lost this past weekend after beating Notre Dame, mm-hmm. play Coastal Carolina. A lot of these teams are very familiar with playing each other, so I'm, I'm still interested to see those. But at the same time, I'm interested to see watch JMU play them because I'm the first one to tell JMU fans right now of, you know, watch out. <laughs> you haven't played anybody yet. You've had a, you've had additional scholarships for a couple months. You haven't had them for four years. You're not FBS built yet, but you have the opportunity here. And if you win this game, I'll shut up and that's fine. But, you know, there's a reason there's those two levels are different. And this does seem more of a week in week out kind of game. It is. It's a conference game now. And your Appy State's not going to get snuck up on by JMU. This isn't, you know, what those bigger boys had when Nappy State came to town. This they're they're not going to be asleep at the wheel for JMU, especially after last week having to, you know, pull that one out. So, I, you know, this this can go. It can be a really tight game with either team team winning or Happy State can run away with this thing. JMU's not going to go blow out Happy State by any means. So I'm I'm hopeful for a good game. I'm hoping JMU's in it. Um, and if they win, awesome. I want them to win. Ball. Yeah, I'd love for yeah, them to win, win. But there's a I'm not expecting it. This is a wake up call. Yep. Uh, let's talk about some other wake up calls. Auburn, not good. What's that, man? I was, that, that was, was a second half adjustment there. Whew. And I then watched it. I, I, I had it on the whole time. Yeah, I hated seeing BYU get shellacked by Oregon. Um, Surprise, Oregon! I was gonna. I meant to say this last week. I had it like in my head to say, for all the crap that you give Oklahoma, why aren't you giving it to Oregon? Because Oregon's been in these top games. That's the last why four of them have absolutely got rocked. Well, then here comes BYU, and I, you picked BYU, didn't you? I did. And then Oregon takes them down. So Oregon does the un-Oklahoma thing and actually wins one of these bigger games. But maybe BYU wasn't quite as good as everybody was thinking they were. And then Miami doesn't score a touchdown against Texas A&M. And, um, man. Still a tight game. I, it keeps Texas I, A&M alive. That's the thing that pisses me off the most. Yeah, somebody else is gonna get. I, I I don't care. They're still gonna lose somebody else. I'm. Can we be, uh, can we talk about the top twenty five now though? They play Arkansas this week. They're probably losing Arkansas. Okay. Can we talk about the top twenty five this week? Because not only is Appalachian State not ranked, you know who else isn't ranked? That's actually kind of beaten a good team this year. Kansas. Kansas is undefeated. <sighs> yeah. We we got to keep we got to keep Pitt ranked. North Carolina's getting more votes for than benefit. Kansas. For Let our me benefit. I think we should. <laughs> yeah, but North Carolina's getting more votes than Kansas. Let me spoiler alert. North Carolina sucks. They are not Kansas, good. Houston, Houston's the good team we're referencing. They're 3 and 0. They were down 14 nothing, came back and won 28-14. But Houston's 1 and 2. They were a top gosh, I think yeah. top 10 they team, were weren't they? They were wrong. I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on Kansas yet. Them and Duke. I, that's where game day should be. Florida and Tennessee is overrated. Well, just, you know, just like typical ESPN, they got to throw game day. So Kirk Herbstreet. So it's the game that they're, oh, oh wait a minute. It's the CBS game. It's it's the CBS game at 3.30 that they're going to be at. So 
that narrative that you always try to bring back to me is not actually accurate. But yeah. Yeah, well, they should be at Duke, Kansas. The game day can't win with you. If they go to the game, Kirk's doing, oh, they only care. They're corporate shit. They're not doing doing Duke, Kansas either. I'll tell you what, they don't care about Kansas football. They care more about Appalachian football than they do Kansas football. Florida's not undefeated. Duke and Kansas is undefeated. That's where they should be. Tennessee's number 11. I mean, this. Kansas Wake is undefeated. Or uh, Clemson Wake is two undefeated teams, isn't it? Yeah, Clemson and Wake's undefeated. Yeah, they don't care about Wake. Unbelievable. Look, Wake Force is going to get blown off the face of the earth. Are they? But I want them to win. Oh, man. Hartman's back. I want them to win so bad. I am going to be rooting for Wake Force like I've never rooted for Wake Force in my life. I'm I'm ready for it. It's a nooner, though. Gosh. A nooner. That's bad. Yeah, be prepared for my question later. Um, Wake, Wake could take advantage of the night game. I don't think they'll take advantage of the nooner. Oh, that's when you catch Clemson. They're not quite ready. Dabo's not going to be running down that hill. Show. He ain't running down that hill at I Truist Field. I hate Dabo's show, man. I hate the – I just – if I – it's just not the way I would handle things. I just wouldn't want to be that dude running down the hill ahead of my – like, I don't know. Does that get your recruits? Does that – like, does – Recruits walk into Clemson, and man, I saw you run down that hill. I gotta come play for you. Like, does that is that how that it goes? could lose him? Recruits. I'm pretty sure if he face plants and like scorpions seems, or whatever, like I'm pretty is. sure that's not, not falling. Gonna... Seems lame. Uh, you're gonna have a hard time selling me that falling would have been the cool thing to do, but um, no, I think the whole thing. I think doing it is uncool. I think wow. as soon as you take. The first when you're the first one down to the bottom of the hill and it's the camera's on you and you're allowing it to be the Dabo show. I just don't like it. I okay. don't like it. Wow. And now we know how you feel about that. And, and me and you went down my hierarchy of who I hate in college football and Dabo's up there, but not the top, but stuff like that. That's what's eventually <sighs> going to get him there. Bone chilling. So Clemson plays wake in the noon. If you're looking for that three thirty game, you got Florida and Tennessee. You have, the battle of disappointeds in Notre Dame yes. and UNC. Yes. Well, I have it on there. Whose season is on fire? Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame is not going to win that game. North Carolina is yeah. going to beat Notre Dame. Do they fire? Do they fire? I mean, we've, we've seen Notre Dame's record with, uh, they with barely Notre beat Dame. Cal. They barely beat Cal. Yeah. I thought Cal was going to win that game. And I was like, yo, I was. I was getting worried for Freeman. I was like, um, maybe they, maybe you don't make it a season. Because if you lose to Cal, man. I mean, they got losing to Ohio State, State is really one thing. Play. Losing to Marshall, uh oh. Losing to they Cal the next week would have been what is happening. They got rid of Ty Willingham really quick, really quick. Oh, they're gonna lose to North Carolina. Arkansas and Texas A&M. God, Arkansas didn't look good last, this week. Yeah. I'm, they almost lost. Reason, you know, we were talking about Bobby Petrino. He's at Missouri State. That's where he is. That, and he was coaching against uh, yeah. Arkansas. He almost I, Arkansas doesn't bother me for some reason. I don't like. I yeah, guess you like Sam Pittman. It mattered for so long that I just don't. It, they don't bother me. I'd rather them win than Texas A&M easily. So. Yeah, you. You like Sam Pittman. Um, and then Wisconsin. He likes like a cold beer. 
sure. <laughs> Wisconsin gets sacrificed to yeah. Ohio State. That's where Kirk will fly to that night. Disgusting. Sure it is. It has to be. God. They're not going to fly to Texas A&M again. Um, <laughs> well, thank goodness for him. Um, so how did I want to talk? This is where I want to talk about it. Jeff Wright. He was over a week ago. How was he this week? <laughs> Stupid. He was three and oh, so we'll take it. You just, he's, he's, he's like a, a Stanton running back. He's all or nothing. <laughs> it's either you're going to get them all right or all wrong. I'll take it though. I'll take it. Uh, if anybody else has their predictions out there, we'll take them too. Yeah, we should say what his predictions were because we did not say what they were. He said Virginia well, Tech yeah, would win. Leave me in. I was, I was going to get there. It's the it's the half half the time right uh, segment of the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, he said one week right, Virginia one Tech week was going to win. They won. He they said did. UVA would win. They won. They did. And then he said the Ravens would lose. And what happened to the Ravens, boy? Uh, eventually our depleted secondary caught up to us like it does every year. It just caught up all in one quarter. Now, when you were up by, you know, 35 to whatever it was, were you, were you talking about your depleted secondary then, or are you just beating your chest? I was, I honestly, I was like, why aren't they throwing to Tyreek Hill? I was, I was stunned. I was like, Tyreek Hill's really fast. Why don't they just have him run down the field? And then. In the fourth quarter, they're like, hey, why don't we just try running it down the field? And I was like, uh-oh. And honestly, this is where my selfishness got me in trouble. Because I had happened to make an investment. And in one of the investments, the Ravens covering minus three and a half was in three different investments. One of which was the same game parlay. Where, oh, actually, no, the same game parlay investment was I just needed the Ravens to win. I needed a Mark Andrews touchdown. Got it. Needed the Ravens to be winning by more than three at a halftime. Got it. And needed a Tyree kill touchdown. And the whole time in that second half, I was like, man, I really just need a Tyree kill touchdown. If the Dolphins could do me that solid, that would be really cool. Well, I get a touchdown to make it like 35-21. And I was like, that's cool. Or no, I think that made it 35-28. And I was like, okay, cool. Breaks. Everybody stop. And then I get another Tyreek Hill touchdown. And I was like, I didn't need two. And then Justin Tucker kicks a field goal. And here's the thing, Leland. When Justin Tucker kicked the field goal, I was like, okay, well, the Ravens minus three and a half bets are definitely dead. But my Ravens money line bet is going to be dead when we don't stop them on this drive. Because I knew that was going to happen. I knew we were going to give up a touchdown. And when we kicked a field goal, I have a friend who's a Ravens fan that also has Justin Tucker on his fantasy team. He's like, oh, dude, best of both worlds. And I was like, until we lose this game. I was like, we needed a touchdown because our defense is not going to stop them. And he's like, they only have to make one stop this quarter. And I was like, and they can't do it. Like, uh, I don't know. And that, that was one of many comebacks this weekend. Yeah, uh, it was a crazy week. It was weekend. fun. It was a fun witching hour. Uh, the Jets came back and won that. The other New York team, the Giants, they're 2-0. and They're a fake 2-0, and and I'll be glad to admit that. But, you know. This is a team like two years ago. I was like, oh, they're due. This is this is where it comes. And they have a new head coach then, and Daniel Jones has been proven to be terrible since then. But, hey, they've won two games in a row. I don't care who they played. The Giants winning two games to open up a season is different than what the way they've been before. So that coach, I think, has a good outlook. They just might need to draft a quarterback. So, Yes. Lions won. Lions won. That was good. I like that. The Falcons scared the heck out of me. I had the Rams in both my survival pools. The Falcons came back and made it real tight. 
But luckily, I won this week with my survivor picker. And then in all my survivor pools, everybody else dropped out this week. I'm in one with the people I work with, and uh, I'm the last man remaining. I win. And then I'm in another one with this uh, this guy. I think Brad Deck is one of the guys. Mm. Uh, some other lady, I think, who's previously named been Deck. No. And, uh, no, I'm wrong about that. That's... She's a cousin, though. She's nope. a cousin of a Deck. Nope. I thought she was. That is Brad's significant other. Oh, she, her name is also Katie. Nope. Oh, then I've looked at something wrong. So Yep. I, I can't. I can pick football it's, teams to win. I can pick yeah. one football team to win a week, right? But I can't. I can't know who I'm in with. You can't but read. Also, Joe Deck. Joe Deck is where I was trying to get to. Is in this, and he had Cincinnati over Dallas, just like I had in my betting stuff. But I didn't have in my survival pool, and so I'm smarter than you at football, apparently. And I have won the survival pool. Didn't you win it last year too? In, and I win money. I won money from this. Didn't you win it last year too? Did I? I think it took all of two weeks last year, too. Oh, no. It was longer than that last year. I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember having such pride last year, so I don't know if I did. But well, I won it this year. I that. Are we going to talk about your Steelers game? No, we're going to blow past that. No. Nope. We're terrible. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I loved, I loved I the crowd. The I loved the crowd chanting Kenny. I loved the offense just not existing. I loved every second of it. I... That was when I was at my most joyful, and then the fourth quarter of the Ravens game happened. And that's when I took my joy. That's when I found my joy. Honestly, I'll be honest. Honestly, that did ruin the rest of my Sunday. I shut off the red zone like after the first quarter of the four o'clock games because I was like, I don't want to watch this. I hate I this. I walked away from football then too. I, I I had to catch up on. I had a long Saturday of football watching and. The early part of Sunday too, so I had to catch up on some stuff. But yeah, I I walked away from football then too. But I figured Cincinnati'd win that game. I had a parlay bet that I figured Steelers would be the only thing to ruin it. But no, any any time I touch the AFC North is what ruined it. But yeah, how about Cooper Rush? I mean, how does he win that game? I don't think Dak Prescott wins that game. I think they should just get rid of Dak Prescott. I think that's where we're at. <laughs> no. Really. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, that is so crazy. Um, I, I'll be honest though. When I was, <sighs> I did periodically check on the score of that game because Brad is a Cowboys fan and was texting me and he's like, dude, dude, Cooper rush. And I was like, and so at first I was like, oh, he must be having a horrific game. And I looked and I was like, no, he's actually doing kind of good. And he's just not losing it, yeah. And the Bengals I I believe I called this the Bengals were gonna come back to reality. That offensive line bad. Bad offensive line. Joe Burrow is getting lit up. Yep. You know who else, by the way? Tom Brady better really retire after this year. I don't I'm think so it's worth it. Hearing about his bull crap. I don't care about his personal life. I'll tell you that. I don't care about now. his personal life either. But you know what else I don't care about? Watching him scream at officials like he did during the Saints game. Hey, sorry that a team is locking down your receivers. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about his personal life. I don't, I don't like him. I don't, I don't like Tom Brady, the player. I don't like Tom Brady, the person. I don't like Tom I'm Brady. Like him. I'm not going to like Tom Brady, the announcer. Yeah. I'm no, like I don't Brady. like Tom Brady. 
There's a line in The Big Lebowski that I won't say because we're a family podcast. But <laughs> it's just like, I don't like your... Curse last week. You know that? I missed it. We missed it, yeah. I was. It was a light curse, but it was, it was a but, curse. But um, I missed it when I listened to it at our podcast friend, uh, Rob Ron's. Um, But, yeah, it was like, uh, the line goes, I don't like your blank face. I don't like your blank name. I don't like your blank attitude. And I don't like you blank. That's how I feel about Tom Brady. I don't like him at all. His dumb documentary that's already coming out while he's still playing. Dumb. That's when you know you're playing too long when they make make you the documentary while you're still here. Yeah, just like Derek Jeter, just completely overrated. Watch out for this Bills Dolphins game next week. It's a one o'clock game. I'm surprised they're not flexing already in uh, this <laughs> season. That's a monster game at one p.m. next week. That's honestly kind of a game that I kind of like. When I saw that was a one o'clock game, I was like, they didn't think this was going to be a good game because I kind of thought this was going to be a good game. Even if the Dolphins don't beat the Ravens, like I do think the Dolphins are going. Well, I obviously I picked them to be in the playoffs. I think they're going to be good. Like, and we saw we saw why, right? Their their offense is extremely good. Their defense, I think, will be good. I think they just happen to play also a good team in. Wow. In the Ravens' offense, but it's just a weird lineup when you look. I can see why it's a one o'clock game. Not like it deserves it. I, these other games are, are not going to be better, but you have Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers is the Fox four o'clock game. Wow. Color me yeah. not interested. The Sunday night game went with like the old school 49ers Broncos game. And they're going to bring up the memories. of Sheesh. Uh, yeah. That, so it's not that great in uh Super Bowl in the eighties. And then you got Cowboys Giants on Monday night, and that's New York versus At Dallas. least that is Cooper Rush versus Daniel Jones. But <laughs> At least that's Cooper Rush. No, I'm not gonna listen to any positive Dallas talk out of you. Like At least it's Cooper the Rush. The fandom of the Cowboys is unacceptable within our friendship and our podcast. And uh yeah, I'm not gonna accept Cooper Rush talk. We're not even going to joke that way. I, I can't believe it. I'm excited for Cooper Rush. Um, but no, no, no. Maction. No. Maction. This is no. him winning his job. I will say that Broncos 49ers game is going to be ugly. I think the 49ers are going to kill Denver. Jimmy G is running that show now, and that's going to be a that's a much better team. Um, Did you see any of the stuff with Colin Cowherd and Trey Lance? No. Oh my goodness. This is not for the podcast. So just anybody listening, search Twitter for Colin Cowherd, Trey Lance. Trey Lance has had plenty of news this week. You've probably seen some of that, but it's actually worth watching. If 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 you're somebody that's listened to Colin Cowherd ever in your life and you obviously have an opinion at some point of what is up with this guy, this will this will sprinkle some fun on, on top of that too. So go back and look at that. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, baseball. I. Part of her. Yes, you guys I. Have a lot of games in Toronto left. You guys can play yourselves. We again. no, we cannot. We no, we cannot. We're done. Just beat Toronto. We're done. You have like two series with the Blue Jays. Yeah, we're done. We're like seven and a half behind them. We're done. Seven and a half, but from Toronto, it doesn't sound like what I was looking at last night. 
we're five back of the Mariners. The Blue Jays are a one and a half ahead of the Mariners. So I guess we're six and a half back. Math's hard. But yeah, and I might have looked at it a day ago when it was five. So, you know, we did win on Sunday, but I just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. And we got, oh God, we got killed tonight by the Tigers. Um, we're not going to be in the playoffs. That's fine. Yeah. You got a negative differential. That's never a good sign. Well, that because of tonight, we lost 11, nothing tonight. So, oh, geez. Yeah. I our positive that. differential <laughs> went to a negative differential. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody else like in the playoff is yes 70 69 but everybody else is 70s and 60s yeah 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 no not great um and it's kind of the same thing in the national league like that differential tells a story but the braves plus plus 171 to have that run differential um how about 329 for the dodgers i feel really good about my dodgers future um how much do you win on something like that? How much you put on it? Tell me that. I put, I will tell you what a unit is, what my unit is off the podcast, but I put a unit on it. I would win four. So I think. It's, okay. It's four to one. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, I think, what I was more trying to get towards. Yep. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I just. You put on a dollar and you could win four. That's awesome. Yeah, I do think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Like, I think they're the better team. I do think the Yankees are going to not be long for this playoffs. I think that... I hope so. This is a team that is finally having their bad pitching come to life and surprise... I don't think past Houston, even, even if they are able to stick around for a minute. No, they're definitely not getting past Houston. But I also don't know, like... <sighs> Could this Mariners team make some noise in the playoffs? Maybe. Maybe. Um, in the American League, that's Cleveland, probably who I'll be rooting for. Right. Cleveland has good pitching. I'm not going to root for Cleveland. I, I mean, I'm not rooting for him. But, again, right now, Cleveland is the only thing I have to hold on to. Like, I don't want Cleveland to win a World Series because then, like, it's like, okay, the Orioles have won World Series before Cleveland. Like, we're not Cleveland. Like we can always look and then be like, all right, well, at least we're not Cleveland. Like if Cleveland wins a world series and be like, well, now what? I mean, um, didn't Cleveland come into Baltimore and make a movie of winning one in your stadium? I mean, come on. Yeah. That's how bad they wanted it. They went to Baltimore <laughs> to win an AL pennant. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, root- I'm probably rooting for the Mets just for Dan's sake. I didn't catch up on Welcome to Wrexham, so you're going to be mad at me in this D block. Oh, I just I had way too much going on. I had four nights at VCU. You don't have to wait until tonight to watch it. I didn't watch it tonight either. <laughs> it was bad. I didn't have any time. I should. You know what I should have done? That's what I should have done. That's what I should have done yesterday after I got mad. But I didn't watch any sports after that. I was like, I I can't. All right. Well, you're making me wait, watching. There's a new episode sitting there waiting on me now. Ugh. All right. I'm sorry. Show. I'm sorry. Go watch it and get ahead of Joe. So next week we all can talk about it. And yeah. Like, we'll, we'll take calls during the podcast while after he that hasn't seems, watched it for another week. That seems efficient. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Sorry. 
I guess I what have, I guess what was dominating my life was VCU. I I did volleyball, love soccer. It. Love it. Volleyball, volleyball, soccer, soccer. No, soccer, volleyball, oh. volleyball, soccer. That's what it was this week. The end of the week was oh. just like, boom, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Which is good. I enjoyed it. And then there was Tuesday night earlier in the week. So good times. I have a rant and I I I got laughter out of it earlier. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try it on the podcast. Uh oh. You know who I'm done with? Okay. Jennifer Lopez. I'm just done. Mm. I'm done with all this. Okay. Like when I was a young person, it seemed like she was, you know, a cool person to like and admire and she you came from not much and you know, she was a like backup dancer on in living color and she turned herself into a star and all oh, that's great. I'm not, I'm not really against all that. I'm just tired of her. I'm tired of like all that. Like I just find out that she's like now married to Ben Affleck. I thought they were dating like 20 years ago. I can't keep up with any of this. It's true love. All the pity, all the, all the other people. And you know what? I probably was fine until A-Rod. And I think the A-Rod thing just soured it all. And, like, when you date A-Rod, I'm out. Because I don't even hear that much about it because I don't pay attention to stuff because I generally don't care about these people's personal lives. And especially if, like, it's just who they're dating and stuff. And, like, if someone's in trouble, I I don't want to hear it. But, like, I guess I pay a little bit more attention just so I know to properly hate them. But for someone that hasn't done anything illegal or wrong or immoral, really – I, I just find myself just like tired of just hearing about Jennifer Lopez. Like I just, I'm just done. I'm done. 14 year old Leland would be so disappointed in wow. 38 now year old Leland. And uh, that's where I am. That's where I am. I guess I, this is one of those things like you say to me, especially when I start talking about certain music that I really don't like and drives me crazy or TV shows or athletes. And you're like, I don't know why you just, I don't know why you get this upset. I don't know why you let it bother you this much. I guess this is how I feel right now. Like I, I know how you feel when I say that stuff now, because I just, I don't think about JLo. Like I just, it's Maybe. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I do like, uh, when, you know, earlier when we were talking about uh, songs, we would play, uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking about songs we would play when we came up to bat, like that would, that would be my home run song. Let's get loud by JLo. But it's a terrible decision. No, it's I, one of yeah, them. I've got know. a lot. <laughs> I just, I'm not trying to be like actually disrespectful about it. It's just like, no, I know someone that like as significant in pop culture for me growing up. I just like I can't remember last time she was in something or saying a song and I was like, you know, I enjoyed this. I like this. This was entertainment that I enjoyed. Like I can't remember the last time that was like like the movies she's in, I don't like her. The music, I don't like her. And I and I think A-Rod was the difference. So now it's just she's she's dead to me. And I guess we have to from what I understand put her in a box underneath of a bridge to live. That's that's what we're that's what we're supposed to do with people we're done with, and no, 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 no. That's just the umpires. No. Only the umpires go to the under the bridge. Yeah, and it's a cardboard oh. box. You do need to specify that because, <laughs> yeah, someone else hearing this for the first time might think you mean in a coffin, which I was like, that's because I. It took me a second. I was like, whoa, I'm not gonna cause J-Lo any harm here. whoa. 
uh, yeah, no, it's a cardboard like, box. I want to stop hearing about her, and I want her personal life decisions to stop even like making their way to my ears of of what's happening. Yeah, no, care. no, it's just a cardboard box. Yeah, and it's it's that's pretty much reserved shoot for her to the moon. What are we? What are the statements? That's we true. We do shoot people to the moon. Yeah. Sometimes we shoot them to the sun. Put them on glaciers and burn them. What is? What are these statements? I, I yeah, put them adrift on a glacier. With people. Yeah. yeah, we put them adrift on a glacier. Now, is the drifting glacier melting at the same time? Well, I mean, that's like, going to happen, yeah. That's just, it's, deep, you know, it's science. When so. it drifts, yeah, when it's a glacier <laughs> and it's drifting away from the ice, yeah, it's going yeah. to go toward warmer water. Yeah, it's going to, and then that's a them problem. I don't have to worry about it. That's the best case scenario. If they're really good, they'll find a way. Um, Chris Davis. And I'm at the point where I'd have no faith that she's that good. Chris Davis wouldn't either. Um, But, yeah, I just. Will she marry Chris Davis next? Can we do that? Can we set that up? I don't know. I think Chris Davis is married. So is J-Lo. So has been J-Lo. Yeah, but I don't think. I don't think Chris Davis could hit another home run. Was Diddy at one time? I don't know. I don't know. Nothing I, makes me feel. Older. I don't know. I just. I, I remember the. Yeah, I remember Benefer. I remember. We're still in Benefer. Jen, Jen and A Rod. Yeah, I remember when she was dating A Rod, and now she's back to Benefer. I remember that. Nothing makes me feel older than I am than like hearing gossip about Jennifer Lopez because like it just it's from twenty years ago. Plus, I don't know when. When was that? I just. I'm done. I'm done. I just, yeah, I don't know. Celebrities, um, I'm not saying that there aren't celebrities that bother me and that, but again, for me, it's mostly like ones that I think. In LA. Huh? There's a whole family of them with a reality show in LA that bother me. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's true. But Mary, I think, yeah, I, and Kanye West. I guess most of it. Well, that's one Kanye, but I think <sighs> most of them, and I guess Kanye. That's what J-Lo needs to get with with Kanye. Then we can shoot them both to the moon. Man, again, I'm just <laughs> to the moon is the really important part of that statement. Shoot them to the moon. Yeah, I'm not actually wishing harm. <laughs> I know it's, it's just, just it would go away. Like, just whoa. like I, uh, I'm gonna live like a recluse now. Just because you're in a much angrier music. attitude than I am tonight, which is unusual, like for the podcast, like just when you're I like put her in a box and then I just shoot to the moon. Five fifteen to five forty five. From the where Dix is now to where I thought another Dix still was. No, just a terrible trek through downtown Charlottesville. It was it was terrible. But and then I and then I'm in Dix. There's all this UVA clothes everywhere. It's just terrible. <laughs> Surprise. Um, I didn't see Taylo in an ad for any of these clothes, but but yeah, for me it's mostly like the ones that make bad music, like that I don't like. That I think I'm like, because I'll hear it, and that's the problem, right? Like when I hear it. See, like Halsey. Yeah, I do like Halsey. Yeah, no, Halsey's making good music. No. Yeah, it's Halsey's making some bangers. Um. (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. I think whatever (laughs) is is like making your ears twinge that music to something positive with Halsey. I think whatever you know, other sense you're using when the when taking that in yeah i don't that's my issue with with j-lo i'm just i'm i'm past all of it like all this mm. other stuff has made my other senses not care wow about what i'm seeing 
Yeah, I guess I'm not there. Because um... <laughs> Halsey's music is... Halsey's, Halsey's music is great. I don't know what you're talking about. Halsey's music is fantastic. I love it. Oh. Halsey, Dua Lipa, man. Just great artists. Um, I don't get Elton John, man. He just takes... Elton hey, John is doing good. Who's who's a young Dua Lipa? Britney Let's Spears. Let's old songs, remix it. Let's blast it. Who's the next popular one? Well, it's it's probably let's go with Britney Spears. Wait, sir, not you don't want to use it. No, Britney Spears. Let's just take Tiny Dancer and throw it at. Britney I haven't Britney heard. Spears. I haven't listened to that yet, but such I saw where he did it. Effort. Such a lazy effort for such a great music maker. Like I have so. He's much at the end of his career. He's at and, the end of his career. Good for him. Make money. Just like, just give me a straight remix. Then don't like name it something else. Have four of the same lines from the original song and just repeat them over and over to a techno beat. It's just like, it's the worst of like an example of just entertainment, just regurgitating up on itself. Like this is worse than like Marvel, uh, like superhero sequels is Elton John just technoing these old songs with like four different lines and throwing a pretty younger girl at it, which every girl's young is younger than him. But like, it's just, it's not good. It's not good for us to have this lack of quality in our, in our culture, on our music, and then like celebrate it. Like, let's just want, listen to Tiny Dancer. That's a great song. We don't need Britney Spears whining over it. Wow, I haven't heard it, uh, so I'm gonna go listen to it so I can see if. I mean, you're ta- you're talking bad about Halsey and Dua Lipa, which is just crazy. Um, I don't think I was too harsh on Dua Lipa there. I think I've been harsher on Elton John in the last five minutes than anybody. Uh, you did say Halsey's music was bad. You said the word bad. I, uh, yeah, Halsey, Halsey, I took my shot. But Dua Lipa, I really, I blew right past her. Because that's a banger with Elton John. Like that one, okay, okay, we did one. That was good. We don't need this. No, do the no, whole catalog. That's it. smart. Do the and whole catalog. With Make the money. I'm scared of. Yes. Is that is that really happening? Because No, I'm, oh. I'm just scared of it. Well, like, I wouldn't I be opposed. Oh, now you curse, and I caught this one. We're gonna have to bleep that. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't. I think Beyonce might not do that because Beyonce's worth too much money. But yeah, Beyonce's bigger than that. Britney's uh, come back down. So who do we get? Christina Aguilera out there? I don't need that. Um, Kelly Clarkson. Who we doing? Although I think Dua Lipa's pretty big. Yeah, that's why I think that one worked. Because like, here's a new artist that is making bangers. And like taking this, maybe like, Elton John and Halsey, like, wouldn't that be awesome? The same idea with like these, oh, like, we man. don't need another Elton John song technoized. Elton and John, Elton John with the edgy darkness of Halsey. Wow. Yes. Leland. I don't like Beyonce's new song. Beyonce's new song. Oh, I just hope we get enough of a heads up about it before it gets released so we can listen to it together. Beyonce's new song's not very good either. It's a lazy song. Wow, uh, which one? The one that's all techno and it sounds like Will Smith yelling in the background, which I know it's not him, but it just Oh, I don't know. I was gonna say she dropped a whole repetitive, album. Repetitive, 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 she repetitive, dropped a whole repetitive. album, apparently. Um I haven't heard I it. But yeah. I, I like some Beyonce and I thought the songs Yeah. I don't know. I need to get back on Spotify and just stop listening to my liked playlist. Right I've been in a liked playlist kind of mood. I've been on Tyler Childress nonstop, and I'm scared to leave it again. Just find you some Halsey, man. It'll be okay. Uh, All right. You want to tell people where to find us? 
I hope they know where to find us. They've been listening to me yell about J-Lo for the last half hour. But at Yak Sports Pod, tell me why I'm wrong about J-Lo. Contact us by at Yak Sports Don't, Pod. You at have just Yak opened up a can of worms. J-Lo's hive is going to be all in I'm your I'm pretty mentions. sure our target demographic is probably not going to have much to say here. <laughs> They're going to be all in your mentions. The little J-Lo people from around the world coming at me. I didn't make fun of, of any K-pop music. I don't think we're going to get that much hammered on this. Uh, at gmail.com if you are a traditionalist with your internet communication. Make sure you tell your friends to subscribe to us on Podbean, Apple, Google, and Spotify so you can get more rants about 90s pop stars and their marriages of today. Uh, and we'll be back and we'll lead the show with what you are here for, the, sp- the sports that matter to you, the Augusta County sports fan, including some big high school football games next week. And we'll be back next week to do all that. See you then. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.